You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Orioles pitchers and catchers report, will have to report by tomorrow. Most of them are already there. It's baseball season. At least right around the corner. And let's start looking at some of the teams in the AL East. And we'll start with the Toronto Blue Jays as we go out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Buck Martinez, former O's broadcaster, now with Sportsnet Broadcasting. The Blue Jays joins us now. And Buck, thank you so much for joining us. I'll start with the Blue Jays offseason. They were they were in on Otani. There was that mysterious plane that was flying to Toronto that never got there. But uh, now it's, it seems like Justin Turner, their big signing of the offseason. What did you think of the Blue Jays offseason? Well, you know, it was disappointing with all the buildup. I mean, I, I think the Blue Jays were legitimately involved in the Otani deals. But, uh, you know, once the Dodgers heard uh, that the Blue Jays had made a good offer, the Dodgers just upped their offer. And obviously, for that kind of money, and, um, you know, he's from Japan. He's building a house in Hawaii, and uh, Hollywood's a pretty good place to live if you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> Buck, that's obviously a talented ball club, and and they've gotten on some tears in the last couple of years, and I think flashed a little bit of what some of us thought they could be at their best. But they've also kind of been wildly inconsistent, and like I don't know, chemistry is probably not very sexy in the days of analytics, and we don't know how to quantify it. But it just to me, I don't know. It feels like the pieces haven't fit there as well as many of us thought they would. Is there any reason to think this year will be different? Yeah, I think so. And you, you mentioned right off the top, Justin Turner. I think he has a lot to do with uh, their mm-hmm. goals in the offseason of bringing in a, a veteran, a leader, a guy that is still performing at a very high level. Last year for the Red Sox, he had his career season. So I, I think if he's uh, penciled in the DA spot, plays a little third, a little first to give Vladdy a break once in a while. Plus, he's won. And you know what? That's one thing this group hasn't done together. They haven't won. And I think they've lost six straight postseason games. So it's time to, to bring in a grown-up and uh, say, hey, boys, this is how we do it. You know, I was out there at Dunedin at the complex today, and, and literally, I mean, almost the whole team is there already. Uh, I saw Bo and uh, Isaiah kind of Falefa and Vigio, and uh, they were all there. All the pitchers were throwing they're already throwing live batting practice, and, uh, you know, it's a, a pretty upbeat camp already, and they're not even supposed to report until the 15th. So it's a, it's a pretty upbeat, and uh, they have high expectations, but once again, you got to get it done on the field. Buck, is this year going to be different for Alec Manoa? Well, we hope so. I mean, last year was horrible. And, uh, you know, everybody knew what he did a couple of years ago. He came in the league and caught the league uh, – off guard and uh, had a phenomenal season last year. He, I don't think he was ever healthy. I don't think he was ever in shape, and I think it cost him a lot. And you know, he eventually went down the minor leagues, two different stints. But uh, you know what? We'll find out what he's all about this spring. Uh, you, you have a wake up call. You know, Major League Baseball might be the most challenging sport of all to continue to perform at a high level. 
and we've seen this in the past. Cody Bellinger is a great example mm-hmm. of that. You know, he took the league by surprise. They adjusted to him. He made another adjustment, came back and won an MVP. Then he had a couple more down seasons. It's a constant battle to stay up with the curve when you set high standards for yourself. And Freddy Guerrero's gone through the same thing. You know, he had a great year in 2021, but uh, to be great, you've got to be great every year. And uh, you, you think about Cal and Eddie Murray and all those great Orioles over the years, they were consistent year in and year out. That's what you're looking for. We're talking to Buck Martinez's inside access here on the fan. Buck, how would you stack the AL East right now? Pretty, pretty tough. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we love the Orioles. Uh, You know, I think Brandon Hyde is a terrific manager. He was patient with his team when he was watching them learn how to play. And then you bring up the kids and, boy, did they – bring up some special players and uh, Gunner and Adley and now uh, Jackson Holiday is on the doorstep to step in and uh, Grayson Rodriguez and you know there's so many good young players there and now they know how to win and now when the younger guys when your best players set the standard of how you play that really makes it easy for the manager and Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rushman and Zedrick Mullins all those guys play the game the right way and and when you lose as a team over a span of several years, that hurts. But then when you finally taste what it's like to win, that's a lasting feeling. And I think that's what the Orioles have right now. And I expect them to be good for a number of years. That being said, the East is no cakewalk. You know, no matter who plays for the Tampa Bay Rays, they seem to win. And the Yankees are the Yankees. They're always going to be there. And, uh, you know, Boston, you can't discount Boston. They've had a couple of down seasons, but, uh, I don't expect them to to go into a cave and fold up and give up. It's a good division. It's a lot of fun. The, the Yankees, we've had a lot of fun on this show lately with a clip from Brian Cashman talking about how, you know, we're, we're always George Steinbrenner's team and the Yankees are always all in and we're always doing everything we can to win. And and look, the Soto trade was great, but I, I, I don't know about their pitching, Buck. Like, that, that seems to me they're, they're kind of hoping – that a lot of guys rebound and do a whole lot more from a production and availability standpoint than what's been the norm for them the last two years. I that I don't know. They didn't get Yamamoto, right? Like if they got Yamamoto, I'd be like, okay, that's George's Yankees. But I feel like they've left the door ajar a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know what? They're not any younger. And, uh, you know, some of those guys they're counting on to come back and have good years. You know, we hear great reports on Stan and all of that. He's more athletic. He's moving around great. But we've heard that in the past. Yeah. And, you know, they are saddled with that uh, monstrous contract. And, you know, I'm really concerned for the Yankees because they're going to put Aaron Judge in center field. Yep. And at 6-7, to run around and have to cover that much ground, I, I think they're just asking for trouble. And, you know, Soto can't play center field, and, and Verdugo can't play center field, so Judge has to play center field. So, you know, I think that's a concern. And you, you never know what you get. You know, Volpe had a great, had a good rookie season. Not a great rookie season. He didn't hit much, but he caught everything, and that's important. But, you know, what's he going to be in the second year when the league knows a little bit more about him? So, yeah, there are a lot of question marks. One thing that you don't have to worry about is that guy at the top of the rotation. He's pretty yep. consistent. Yeah. Uh, Buck, are there any position battles that you're zeroing in on with the Jays? Oh, yeah. Third base is a big question mark now. Matt Chapman is still a free agent. He hasn't signed with anybody. And, you know, he had a phenomenal April and really didn't do much offensively from April on. But he gave you a great defense at third base every single day. 
And that's a question mark. Well, Isaiah kind of for left play there at third base. You know, he's healthy this year. I saw him today swinging the bat, taking ground balls. He looks great. But, you know, can he be an everyday third baseman? You know, he hasn't been really an everyday player for a while now. But uh, they've got some options. They've got a young kid named Addison Barger. They've got a Elvis Martinez who's never played in the big leagues, but he's got power. I think someday uh, we might be comparing him to George Bell with his power, but he's still just 22. But they have David Schneider who came up and had a little hot streak mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Kevin Vigio had a good finish to his second half. So, yeah, there are a lot of questions yet. You know, it looks like it's going to be Varsho, Kiermaier, and Springer in the outfield. Turner probably DHing most of the time. Vladdy at first base, Bowett short, Jansen and Kirk behind the plate. But second base and third base, I think uh, there will be a battle in spring training. Hey, Buck, let's finish with this. It's a little like where we started, but like the hot stove fans get, baseball fans always are excited for the hot stove, but it seemed like the Dodgers were the only team that got the memo that hot stove season opened and everybody else was hibernating. Is, do you feel like this was a one-off or is this something that, that could happen in the future where teams aren't as active in the offseason? No, I think a lot of it had to do with the uncertainty of the TV contracts. I think you look at the, the Valley situation with Diamond Sports and there was so much uncertainty about it. And Major League Baseball was very close to taking over a lot of the streaming rights for Major League Baseball until Amazon jumped in there and dropped down a bunch of money on the table. So they had to wait a little bit longer and they're still trying to resolve each and every team's individual regional sports package. So I think that had a lot to do with it. They didn't know what their income was going to be. So, uh, you know, there's still five premier free agents out there. Yeah. When you think of Montgomery and Snell and Chapman and J.E. Martinez and and Cody Ballinger. So, I mean, that's a pretty good team right there. And they're still there. And, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, they're probably going to have to come down on their asking price at this point. But I'm still sure that somebody's going to end up with some pretty good players. Buck Martinez, this was great. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Always good to talk to you in Baltimore. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I love my time there, and I still got a little soft spot in my heart for the Orioles. Yeah, we Thank you so your voice, much. Buck. We appreciate your insight. 
All right. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, coming up next, are there any under-the-radar young guys we should be paying attention to? It's all the young dudes. Next, here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. Baby birds are growing up. We're on an excellent trajectory here. This group is going to help us keep taking a step forward. All the young dudes. It's liftoff from here for this team. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. I try to talk to a, a good amount of guys. You know, I talked to, to Dean uh, Kramer a little bit. Uh, got to talk a little bit with Adley after I, my first live when I threw to him, which was also really cool. Talking to them, picking their brains a little bit, and then also just sitting back and watching a little bit, it was, it was awesome. Uh, there's always stuff you're working on, especially at the minor league level, and even once you get to the major league level. But um, I feel like I've made some huge strides since I stepped into pro ball, so just try to keep building off that and get to where I want to be. They've both had uh, terrific introductions to the organization. And Cade Povich has put together two dominant starts. I think he was the uh, league pitcher of the week or you know, won some accolades. So I think it's nice. Uh, they, they got their feet settled in our organization. You heard from Cade Povich, Chase McDermott, and then Mike Elias uh, talking about Povich and some other pitchers that they've acquired. And everybody knows Jackson Holiday. By now, most Oriole fans know Sam Basayo. But who are some under-the-radar guys, Jason, that you're looking forward to, to paying attention to this season? Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's six pitchers who I think, um, under the right circumstances, could, could impact this season, at least be given an opportunity to impact this season. I think from position players we, we kind of know who's who's there you know Connor Norby's the one guy who's not a top 100 guy anymore but he's been top 100 in the past he was a fairly high draft pick and he's been in the you know he's he spent a season and a half at AAA so he's been knocking on the door but um you know look Kate Povich I really feel like could give them potentially this year what DL Hall gave him last year you're talking about a filthy lefty um who's got a really great arsenal and who has elite strikeout rate. I mean, Cade Povich had his issues when he got to AAA last year, no doubt about it, but he struck out 31.3% of the batters he faced last year between AA and AAA. That's pretty remarkable. Um, again, he is a lefty, which is, oh, you know, in short supply. Um, he's got a, a, a nasty sweeper. I, he kind of backed off of it a little bit last year. To, to, I think they wanted him to build up some other things in his repertoire. Uh, he has velocity from the left side that you can't teach. And I think he could, look, do I think he could be a very effective leverage reliever? I do. They want to keep the door open for him to be a starting pitcher. But you know, let's say that there's some regression in a Perez or a Cologne and they need a lefty who they think has put away stuff. Is that Bruce Zimmerman or is that Cade Povich? That's Cade that's Cade Povich. Like and also he's been built up as a starter enough to wear like a DL Hall, if sometimes you're talking about six or seven outs from the left side, he could do that. Like I guess the next guy up in that role would be uh, our buddy Mass and Classic Keegan Aiken. Oh, yeah. but let's be real. Povich has a couple of good months at AAA, and he's got to command a little better. That and he walked too many guys. Um, and, and I'm not saying long term he couldn't be a number four starter, a number three starter, or something like that. But could he impact this team as a high leverage left side reliever? 
at some point this year. I think he could. Ditto with McDermott from the right side. I mean, he held opponents to a 187 batting average last year in the high minors. That was best in all of organized baseball. He's got a nasty, nasty sweeper that they've helped him develop. He talked to us about it numerous times when he was at Bowie. Um, he's got the kind of hoppy fastball that with late life that the Orioles love. Um, and he showed nothing last year in his portfolio that wouldn't pretend to him being given a chance to be a number four or number five type starter. But in the interim this year, especially when you've added a Corbin Burns and you've got a Cole Irvin still around and a Zimmerman still around, you, you've got some depth options. Could he be a bullpen piece if somebody gets hurt? Could he be a better version of Michael Bauman? Mm. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Um, and again, McDermott and Povich were both trade acquisitions at the deadline two years ago when they were selling Mancini and selling um, Jorge Lopez. And that's where I was going to go to another trade candidate, a guy that I'm interested in seeing, and that's Seth Johnson, who yes. came from the Trey Mancini trade and made a handful of starts last year after, Ten of course, undergoing Tommy John surgery the year prior. He's 25 years old. Is there a chance that we could see him at some point this year? He's on my list. Again, it's going to take a while to build him up, but he's one of the six I'm, mm, I'm looking yeah. at. He's another one. Long-term, potential number three starter. Yeah, I mean, this kid was taken 40th overall and was developing really well in the Rays pitching incubator, and we know how they develop pitching. Before the Tommy John surgery, he was going to be a Rule 5 casualty for them while he was hurt, which is why they decided to get something for him um, rather than just let him walk. Yeah. Uh, And he's going to have trouble building up all the innings this year. Yes, he's someone who I think will start at Bowie, and if he does well there... And they need an interesting arm. I don't rule it out. I, I'm also interested in Justin Armbruster, who was their 12th round pick in 2021, dominated double A last year, um, struggled at triple A, but still for the season had a 247 ERA at Bowie, um, an ERA under three for the year. I don't think he's going to be a starter. I don't think he's even really going to be a swingman. I think if Justin Armbruster has major league success with this club, it'll be as a reliever. Um, could he get by with his fastball and his cutter getting righties out? I, I don't know about him getting you know lefties out at the major league level, but he's someone who I think is probably closer to getting an opportunity than not. Um, my guy Wanderson Charles, mm-hmm. I'm going to mention him. Look, he's 6'4", 250. He looks like Junior Cano. He looks from the mound a little bit like a smaller version of Batista. He struck out 40 guys in 30 innings in AAA. He also walked 28. He's Nuke Lelouch. Yeah. Now, it, it, as a closer with Bowie, he only walked 5 and 15 and a third. He struck out like 26. Um, he, he has some elite put-away stuff. He has major control issues, but, you know, he's 27. It's not like he's 30. I, I just – they re-signed him as a minor league free agent yeah. for a reason. His numbers, the, the walk strikeout numbers sound kind of Fuji-ish. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Any bats under the radar that you like? Not that I think are going to impact the team this year. No. I, I, I think Dylan Beavers is going to have a big – Year for them, um, their second pick two drafts ago. Uh, I think 
Enrique Bradfield Jr. is going to rise quickly this year, and he will impact this team before the playoffs. You only get a couple September call-ups. I think he'll be one of them. And if he looks good as a defensive replacement and stealing bases, I think he's going to be on the playoff roster. We've talked about him a little bit um, the last few weeks already. I mean, that's really it, you know? Like, I think the time to find out about a Stowers and a Hudson Haskin and some of these guys, like, I, I think that's... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I think that's over. I think they'll be thinning some of those guys out. Um, You know, Kobe Mayo, he's not below the radar by any stretch of the imagination, right? Yeah. Do I think he's going to force them to make a decision on him at the major league level by June? I, I do, but... Again, that's not sneaking up on anybody. Coming up next, we switch to the Ravens, and we've been reviewing a bunch of different position groups. We do the running backs next, and what's this thing possibly going to look like next year? And reset a topic from yesterday. Could a J.K. Dobbins reunion make sense? That's next here on The Fan. Inside Access. team. Grabbing that left knee. And the guys on the sideline show their concern right away. Some low lights from the season. J.K. Dobbins getting hurt week one. Keaton Mitchell getting hurt. Uh, I think that was in L.A. against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lamar Jackson led this team in rushing with 821 yards. Gus Edwards led the running backs in rushing with 810 yards and 13 touchdowns. But it seemed kind of apparent they had sort of... I don't know that they felt as confident giving the ball to Gus Edwards down the stretch. Justice Hill was an unsung hero. How do you grade this running back room this season or review it? And then looking forward, what's what's here? It was a strange year. Um, you know, they led the league in rushing. They 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 did some. They look. They had. What are we going back a month ago? They had a second half against the Houston Texans that was like anything out of the Greg Roman times. Um, they had points in the season where the offense didn't look like it was ready to ascend uh, from a passing standpoint, where they were able to lean back into some of the old concepts. But I don't know. It, 
was always maybe a little bit staccato and maybe a little too much by committee. I, I would say overall, the fact that they were that effective running the ball, or maybe even more productive than efficient or effective, but regardless, without the quarterback having to do as much is is obviously a positive. And they certainly were able schematically to find some middle ground between you know, the option-heavy stuff of the past and what they became down the stretch with how they passed the ball on teams like Miami and San Francisco. Um, but I also just wonder, like, with them involving running backs more now in the passing game, and and with this scheme maybe more conducive to one all-around back than like three or four different guys. I, I I just wonder about the composition of it moving forward and what makes sense here. And I I think they should re-recruit J.K. Dobbins. Well, if you just look what they have right now, Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell. And Keaton Mitchell, I mean, they got Justice Hill. It would be a surprise if yeah. he's ready for week one. So they're going to have to, you know, they got work to do. And I'm a big Gus Edwards guy, but he just did not look the same down the stretch. And he's averaged over five yards per carry every single year of his career. And that dropped by a full yard last year in 2023. So maybe it's time to move on from him. Yeah. And with Dobbins, we hit on this yesterday. If he wants to come back, absolutely. Come on, you one year prove it deal. Let's try and, you know, ha- have a season, get you to stay healthy, but I just wonder if he wants to be. Here. Well, I, I think and to Jason's point, where is he going to have more success than this offense with Lamar Jackson? I think there does there needs probably to be some a little bit of fence mending going on here cuz he obviously is is for lack of a better term a little butthurt with the way things kind of went down but if he's going to if he's got any shot to get some sort of second contract the prove it deal should be here with Lamar Jackson. I'll say this though: if they bring back J.K. Dobbins, I'm not counting on him to be a workhorse. I'm bringing in someone else as well. Well, though, I'm sure they'll draft somebody in the third day um, who'll have a chance. I mean, I, the, the Mitchell thing scares me because he's not the biggest guy to begin with, and it's all really about speed and twitch. And if you lose even a little bit of that, um, and you're just a little less elusive, you know, there's a reason they were being so judicious about how they used them in the first place. Um, look, I, I, I think there could be and I, like whether or not J.K. Dobbins could hold up and whether or not he's just snake bit and injury riddled or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I think with the with what they do now, throwing the ball to running backs, there's an opportunity for J.K. Dobbins in this offense, I believe, to touch the ball 17, 18, 20 times in the average NFL football game between, you know, 12 to 15 carries and 3 to 7 targets. Yeah. Like I I th- that I think that's almost what this is screaming out for. I feel like Munkin maybe part of the reason he dropped the run game is because it's like, well, who am I going to do it with and how am I going to do like and these guys are sort of so disparate and different. I'm not saying a bell cow like Derrick Henry where you're going to hand him the ball 25 times a game, but having like a discernible feature back or feature-ish back who can fit your scheme on first down, second down, and third down, and having that be Dobbins 
playing for his career on a couple of million bucks. That doesn't sound crazy to me. Like, I, and again, he might not be able to do it. Like, it, it, it just might not happen because he can't stay healthy. But having somebody like that, and and Justice Hill could be a version of that. They they got to draft a kid, don't they? Like, they will. I'm I'm sure they will. It doesn't even have to, or it could be an undrafted kid yeah. they really like who who comes in. I I do just wonder about where this is going though, and. To have, like, again, I'm just guessing here. I'm playing Ziggy Freud, but yeah. I wonder if he got in his own head monkin and felt like when I have certain backs on the field, it's a tell, and it's an indicator, and we're so cute with this and that and this matchup and that matchup and this guy out of 11 and this guy out of 21. Like, I just think if you had a guy who doesn't leave the field that much except for when he raises his hand and he needs a blow sure. and we run everything out of this, and, yeah, there's different courses for different horses, and we might have a little bit of this there or a little bit of that there, but it's not so much, like, churn. I don't know. I... I there's worse options, assuming he's healthy. I, I think this thing is really set up for him, and I think he would have had a big year here. Um, and look, there's a role for Gus Edwards, but I think they were showing you what it was. You're, if we've got a lead in the second half and we can road grade people, we'll let you lean on them. And otherwise, you're our goal to go. You're you're, you're gonna, goal line. If Lamar is not finishing a drive on the ground in goal to go situation, there's a good chance you are. That's part of the reason their red zone offense was so effective. Now, could he have more of an opportunity somewhere else? I don't know. But I'll say this about Dobbins. There ain't a lot of tread on those tires. No. He's no. been around. But two serious injuries. I understand that. But, I mean, how many hits has he taken? How many collisions has he, has he sloughed off? How, like, how, how many times has he walked off the field and you've been like, oh, my God, they beat Dobbins into the ground? We're always no. saying, man, where's Dobbins? Why did Dobbins get the ball more? Yeah. It almost like we, we started to get to that. Why is he on the sideline yeah. so much? What's he been saying? Why yeah. am I on the sideline so much? Well, you heard him after the Cincinnati playoff game. He's like, why wasn't I used more? We've got a poll. Yeah, we do have a poll and we'll be breaking down what's left in the Ravens running back room on today's show. Not much under contract right now, which has us wondering, doesn't a J.K. Dobbins reunion on a one year prove it deal make a lot of sense for the team and the player? What do you think, Ravens flock Uh, over 500 votes in that ship has sailed. 61.4% 61.4% percent bring J.K. back, 386 I don't know. If that ship sailed, then who's who's in the yeah, harbor? Yeah. Who's replaced him in the harbor? I, I, I'm willing to bring him back, but I'm bringing in another back as well. I'm not putting all my eggs in the J.K. Dobbins Well, I, I think regardless. You're always going to have yeah, three or four yeah, backs. Sure. You're going to have a back on the practice squad. But like I'm you're, saying, a, you know, a guy. Yeah. that they're, Dalvin Cook? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm watching quarterback. Dalvin Cook looked good a year ago. <laughs> so it's so weird that guys running backs just fall off the table so fast. Hey, coming up next, we'll hear from uh, GM of the Kansas City Chiefs, Brett Veach. It's league at large, and the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions back to back. Is it possible they could be even better next year? We'll discuss next year on the fan. Inside access. This is Jim Rome with an Odyssey Sports Minute. How about a quick check-in on Wemby Mania and the most interesting, horrible team in the association, the Spurs. Why are they that? Because of this guy. Yes, I know. We all know about Victor 
Wembenyama. We knew about the hype coming in, and he's absolutely living up to it. It seems like every time this guy steps out onto the court, he's putting up a stat line that does not even seem real. I'm Jim Rome. Get inside access everywhere on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Inside access to the National Football League. NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, Ravens insider Ken Wyman. Joining us now, the former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher, Boomer Esiason, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, and the host of BFD. That's Baltimore Football Daily, Tim Barbalese. The League at Large. Sponsored by New Look Home Design. Need a new roof? Call New Look Home Design. Save 50% on roofing materials plus 0% financing until 2024. Visit newlookhomedesign.com or call 800-279-5300. La Fan. I just think the um, the guys and they're really a lock in at, you know, in, the, um, in the playoffs. I mean, I think there is a, an element of just mental and physical exhaustion. And I, I think talent-wise, we knew we had a good team. And, you know, these guys have been playing long seasons for a while now. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, that has a toll on itself. But, you know, once we got got into the playoffs, we locked in. I, I think we saw it in that Miami game. You know, we were ready to go. And then Buffalo at Baltimore. And here at, you know, Super Bowl versus Niners, um, we played our best football when it matters most, man. And that's what champions do. Brett Veach, the GM of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs, talking about their journey. I almost called them the chefs, uh, the commercial. That's yeah. It. Uh, talking about their journey. And before we get to the conversation about the Chiefs, fifth caller right now, 410-583-1057, WGK Law, guest and caller hotline. You went two tickets to see Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper September nice. 10th at Jiffy Lube Live. That's courtesy of Live Nation. 410-583-1057. Win your tickets to see Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper. So, Brett Veach talking about the journey, and, and we talked about this earlier in the show. They traded Tyreek Hill two years ago, and that was supposed to destroy their passing game, and all they've done is won back-to-back Super Bowls. At some point, they are going to go get him a wide receiver, though. Uh, could they possibly be better than what we saw? Uh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, they had a franchise-altering draft when they got rid of Tyreek Hill. They started putting those picks to very good use. Mm-hmm. And so you look at like some of the engine of that defense and you look at their linebackers, you look at their corners. You've got young impact guys on rookie contracts who aren't even eligible for extensions yet. So they, they've got that going for them. Um, I, I got to think they find a way to keep Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do that, then that automatically elevates the, the D line. Um and Rice had a really good rookie year. He like, uh, And he really gained the quarterback's confidence in the second half of the year, and he caught the ball. His catch percentages were elite the second half of the year. Um, and Kelsey's coming back, and you still, when it matters, have to account for him. And, yeah, do I think that they'll find a receiver somewhere this offseason who's better than Kadarius Toney, who's better than Sky Moore, who's better than Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I I absolutely do. Chris Jones gets the headlines for them in terms of free agency, but Legereus Sneed's a free agent too. And we know how great of a cornerback duo him and Trent McDuffie, one of the picks from the Tyreek Hill trade, have been in. I mean, can they keep both? 
yeah, I think somebody's got to get the extension, and then some. Then Snead gets tagged, and by July fifteenth, I bet you Snead is willing to take the bird in hand. Um, yeah, I. I that's got to be what Brett Veach and and Andy Reid are thinking. Is we've got a month now to try to get something done with Chris Jones before we run out of time to slap the tag on somebody else. Um, but this is still very much an ascending team. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, they're young. A lot of their top contributors are on their rookie deals. Uh, and they've done a tremendous job evaluating talent. And they're not going anywhere. Uh, they're 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 just not like as long as the quarterback stays healthy and the coach is there that they're, they're going to be a factor. And the quarterback will keep moving money around, and they they can play with the contract, and and they, you know they they can make some things happen in that regard, creating cap space. I mean, I, I mean it stands the reason his cap hit next year won't be as big as this year. Uh, and let's face it, when he did the original extension. He did what Ben what Ben Roethlisberger pretended to do. He took just $60 million in the first three years of that deal so they could get Chris Jones done. Mm-hmm. And now they've got two more rings on top of that for that. I don't think they're letting Chris Jones walk now. And I, I think that Patrick Mahomes will get pretty creative in his accounting because of all the money he makes off the field and everything else to allow them to bring Chris Jones back. Um you know, Karloftis has started to develop more on the edge. Like, the def- I mean, that defense, if they keep Chris Jones, yeah, I'm telling they you, they'll Mc- tag Snead. Yeah. Like, and McDuffie was so good in that Super Bowl. There's not a whole lot of holes there. And to your point about Kelsey, and we talked about this early in the week, we, we, there was a timer like, well, he's disappeared. Well, all he did was have 20 catches for over 200 yards and a touchdown in the AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl. 20 catches on 21, 21 targets. targets. Yeah, so like, you know, like he's still something. Yeah, they've done a tremendous job as a front office in, in building this thing. And yes, to your original point, will we be looking at the Chiefs receiving core 11 months from now and saying it's better then than it is now? I think we will. Inside Access here on a Tuesday. Coming up next, we, we're about, what, almost year four of this show? Coming up on the fourth anniversary. Yeah, and we felt this was an appropriate time to start to uh, think about who our, our favorite guests are and we've created and are creating an Inside Access Hall of Fame. And we're going to do a six-pack tomorrow. But coming up next, we're going to workshop this Hall of Fame and uh, figure a lot of out candidates. the criteria, the candidates. We'll get into that next here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.